Welcome everyone. We are entering deep afternoon time mm-hmm. and you'll be probably able to tell that from this particular fireside chat. So throughout today we have been taking the speakers, the people who are deeply involved in the FPA and understanding the highlight reel of what their session is about, who they are, how they got there, what what's their role within the FPA community. So Fraser's darted off because he's got speaking commitments mm-hmm. and we have a stand-in, Clayton. Hello, welcome. Welcome. And we have a very important guest who's done a lot for this particular Congress. <laughs> <laughs> so we're about to bring in some margaritas just for some sugar. So thank you for joining us, uh, David. David, do you want to give us a little bit of you, – you you hold a lot of roles. You, you run a business. You're the FPA chair. You do things on radio. I can't explain all the things you do. It's best you give everyone a little summary of who you are and how you ended up being involved in the FPA. Mm. Yeah. Oh, look, biggest time commitment at the moment is I'm also involved in cricket. I've got three boys who play cricket. And I tell people this, uh, 20 hours on the weekend of cricket every weekend, right? If you, if you have a look side on, you'll see I've got the sunglass tan to prove <laughs> that that is indeed actually the case. So... That's my weekends and, you know, maybe in the lunch breaks I, I do some work and stuff as well. Right, yeah, look, yeah, you're right, a number of different roles and it's definitely a, a juggling act. Um, yeah, so I run a small practice in Perth. I'm a, I'm a financial planner. I, it's my day job. I sit in front of clients all day, every day. We get to learn about their lives and what's important to them and, and help them make good, smart money decisions. That's, that's fundamentally mm. what we do from an advice perspective. I fell into the, to the FPA onto the local chapter. A colleague of mine was getting off the chapter, and I think the rule was if you got off, you had to find someone to come on. And she went, Dave, it's you. And I was like, okay, no worries. So I got in the chapter, you know, loved being involved, put myself up for the board, and managed to get elected. So awesome. So that was, that was sort of my journey into getting into, into the FPA. It was interesting. I've met, you know, subsequently you meet, you know, former CEOs and former chairs, and it was actually a former uh, Matthew Rowe and Mark Rantel many years ago, basically went around the country and said, you know what, we're not going to apologize for some of the poor behavior. We're going to strive on and be a profession and be the best damn group of financial planners we can be. That just engaged me. I went, yep, yep you, yeah. know, you, you know, you had me at hello type scenario. Yeah. That, and I went, yep, this is, who I, this is who I want to be a part of going forward. And so, yeah, you know, I'm naturally someone who gets involved in their community. So I got involved in the, the FPA and, uh, you know, I don't know whether it's last person standing, but, you know, here I am now. As chair. <laughs> Maybe everyone else stood back and I was like, what's everyone going backwards for? Well, actually, what we could say is under your tenure, you, you brought together the, uh, the two big associations. I wouldn't say, it's definitely not. Like, it is, this is a team, right? This is sure. a collective. And, and I hate the, personally, I hate the whole individualizing of it all. It, sure. it is such a group. It's, it's two important you know, associations coming together. And it's not, about, it's not about us. It's about the members, right? Agreed. We are member associations. And this is... This is all about members, member value, member benefit, yeah. and that's why it should come together. So, yeah, look, there's a team that put this together. Certainly, the collective board spent a lot of, um, you know, good faith and, and good spirit. And there's, there's nothing really too controversial. You know, there's, there's legal documents we have to get through. The, the only controversy is you know, trying to read a legal document. But ah. as a general, it, it's it's really good faith working together. Hey, um, and any any and Chatham rules here. Obviously, mm-hmm. this isn't going yeah. anywhere. Um, <laughs> yeah. any, any any preview? Hi, Mum. Uh, <laughs> any previews on the names? Oh, this is no. Like I can generally tell you, we don't we don't have an idea. We've just got. Uh, engage an agency to help us formulate one. Awesome. Right. Cool. So I think I've got an appointment 
someone's in my diary yeah. at some point next week or week after, yes. just for my views, right? Yeah. But we, we want to go and get ideas from members as well, right? Because Certainly. interesting enough, I think this is almost the most important thing that people yeah. care about. Like, yeah. what's, what's it yeah. going to be called? Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't know. You know, we, the FPA was formed out of a merger of two other previous heritage organisations that weren't called the FPA. Sure. And so we'll come up with a name. And look, there's, there's two ways of looking at it. There's the, it'll involve a P and F and an A and an I, you know, some, you know, finance and professional and advisor and planner. It involves something along like that. And you've got to be careful that the acronym doesn't spell something that's a bit too rude or, you know, that people are going to laugh at. Um, or you can go the other way and go something that's quite, you know, sort of inspirational or whatever. My, my ah. gut feel is I think the general consensus is people would like something with finance and advisor or advice or planner or something sure. in it. And look, I'm not a creative person, so, well, you know, colours. Outsource it to co- the experts. Oh, just look, you know, just all that sort of stuff is. I've got a strategy for you. Ready? Yeah. So, uh, just, you give me a name and yeah, I can yeah, write yeah, it down yeah, quickly. Hang check, on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so BHP and Billiton yeah. uh, merged to become BHP Billiton. Yeah. Uh, then they just dropped Billiton. So, yeah. uh, just BHP. That wouldn't be, I would say though, Clayton, that wouldn't be good faith, right? <laughs> to go down that path. So it's just the FBA, AFA. Yeah. It's the FBA. F, F PAFA. Yeah, I'm not sure that's going to fly. I'm not sure that's going to fly. Oh, you know. Back to the experts, hey? So out of all the things you see, what is it that excites you about advice and what's going on in advice practices at the moment? Look, I've a lot of colleagues, and I'm from WA, so a lot of colleagues, no one's struggling to find clients at the moment. I mean, Sarah mentioned this on stage earlier. Like, there's actually never been a better... For those who are still around, there's actually never been a better time. Yeah. There's, if you think about it from a, pr- a pure crass point of view, a lot less competitors, yeah. um, lots of clients wanting your services. And it sounds like, on the, hopefully, on the regulatory future, lo- a lot of things are going to make our job a lot easier mm. to deliver better and better advice to our clients. I, I just think... I, I feel like we've gone through this dark tunnel. And, yeah. and can I just say this as well? We've had a lot of our colleagues go through some dark times as well. So we can't talk about this without acknowledging the hurt and pain that a lot of them have faced, right? And so that, that's really important that we acknowledge that. But I see a massive light at the end of the tunnel. And I just spoke before um, here at a, like an emerging professionals and students session at Congress. Oh, my God. Like, it's so inspiring walking around here and seeing all these, you know, I call them young upstarts. If they're the emerging, I must be submerged, right? <laughs> ah! um, and it's just like these guys, you know, I think about the alumni that, that started – you know, the, the, the baby steps of a profession. And we're just custodians at the moment traveling through. And it's going to be this younger generation that's going to drive this forward. Yeah, and they're going to be the most trained, ethical, yeah. eager. eager. They're going to find you. And they're not going to be, you know, I sit here. I tell you, FSRA came out in 2003 when I basically started becoming an advisor. And my fear, and people might have started at the same time, if you don't give an FSG out in time, six months jail. Right, that was that's I still it still lives with me, but I'm hoping this this cohort come through and they're not tarnished by some of the the rules and regulations that we've had to carry now for 20 years, and they can think of new and innovative ways within the legal and ethical framework to to really deliver for their clients. Yeah, that's that's going to be super exciting to see how that goes. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, what you just described is is basically I feel there is a big positive shift in financial planning as a whole. Um, I, I just got back, I'm um, not just got back, but earlier in the year, I uh, arrived back from UK where what you just said is what all the advisors have been saying over there for the last couple of years, which is they went through the tough times and now all of a sudden there's, there's 
bountiful opportunity and then the rules and regulations that came in were a were a, a a soft landing almost after all this turmoil that had gone on for years and the way that Paul Barrett talks about it at AZNGA he says that he thinks that we're at the start of a 20 year boom in financial planning and I I actually couldn't agree more yeah, I think that's probably pretty relevant with, what is there, 26, 27 million people in this country? Yeah. Just under 16,000 advisors? Totally. We, we, we can't service no. that many. So, you, now you, if you're in a profession where there is endless dem- like demand, mm. that, that's like, yeah, it's like, you know, on WA, it's like a mining boom <laughs> which, which type come? scenario, you know. But, you know, and that's hopefully our biggest challenge right now is then attracting that new talent. Yes. And making, you know, financial planning Oh, you know, when you grow up, you know, I want to be a vet, right? Because I thought being a vet was just you help sick puppies. You know, <laughs> when you get a little bit older, you realise it was, it was what you did to those sick puppies that they were no longer sick, but not for the reason you thought, right? <laughs> and so, you know, I didn't know about financial planning. Totally. If, you know, yeah. most people I ask, most people fall into it because they're, totally. they're doing something else and they go, oh, what, well, what's financial planning? And then you love it, right? Yes. So we've got to make sure that people, when they, you know, year nine, year 10, and they're studying, they go, yeah, financial planning is. Totally. Where, you know what I want to do. It's a vibrant career path. Yeah. Oh, it's huge. I mean, and the job opportunities at the moment. Totally. I mean, if you're a student walking around here, you've probably got six job opportunities already, right? <laughs> How good? Like, you, yeah. you've got the pick of the litter. Totally. So, quality of advice review. What are what's your views on that big proposal? Um, the final submissions have been submitted. Uh, what are the things that you would like to see come out of that? whole process and that review look broadly speaking with the quality of it it is fundamentally going to change it's my fear at the start was is this going to be just a you know polishing and a little bit of a this is not this is a like rip all the band-aids off and make some fundamental changes to financial planning i want to give michelle levy her due she had the way she has engaged and gone around and spoken to everyone numerous times like countless times has been so impressive Mm -hmm. this is not someone that says sorry Here's our, here's our findings, take it or leave it. She's really wanted to engage really, really broadly. Now, that doesn't mean we're necessarily going to have to agree with everything she said, but I think if it was a scenario with take the whole package or take nothing, absolutely you'd be grabbing and taking the whole package. Touche. And so there's a, couple, look, there's a couple of things in there that in particular, you know, we're a bit iffy on in terms of, you know, I loosely call them the irrelevant providers, right? People providing advice who aren't financial advisors. Sure, yeah. And, and we, we understand that the challenge she's got, which is, I mentioned before, 16,000 advisors we can't service. That's right. And people might call up with a really, really basic question. And generally, they're probably not going to be our client at that stage anyway. Yes. But it's how deep does that go, right? Like, what, what, how far can they go? Like, how complex is the advice can they create? And so, that, that's a challenge that we're going to have to somehow force. I'm not for, force is not the wrong word. Somehow deal with and, and put the, the guardrails in so that consumers aren't the ones harmed. Yes. But equally... Maybe this is a way of, of the pipeline of the advisor of the future. And one of the things we're pushing for is, well, maybe those that, you know, doing the simplest advice, they can get some simple quals. Maybe get to do two units, right? Like, yes. a, like nesting. So, you, to get your grad dip now, it's eight units. So, what if they had to do two of those eight units mm. to, to do that? Or now we've got a pipeline. I've done two of my eight. I can do basic stuff. I like this. I'll do more. Cool. Yes. Go and do eight units and become an advisor. And so, maybe this is a great way of getting a pipeline of more people into the profession. Yeah. As well, because I like what she said. Like good, good advice is better than perfect advice, or some advice is better than no advice. So where do you sit? Like, not everything's going to be perfect, but what are what are we comfortable with so that 
people can access some level of advice rather than no advice. And, and the potential for consumer detriment is really mm. important here. And we've already got that somewhat in our, in our regs. That's what she's ultimately Yeah, right. well, we've got the small advice exemptions at the moment, you know, under ten or $15,000. We can give some simple advice without SOA. There's, there's some, we already see that in our current laws. And so, you know, she's obviously looking to expand that a lot further than just that. So we've yeah. already got that principle already. So there Good is this point, whole yep. point. And we have it like a medical, right? We can go and buy paracetamol. Sure. Because of the chances yeah. of consuming. Now, as it just turned out, paracetamol is going the other way at the moment. But there are some things that we can do for ourselves because there's limited. So where's the paracetamol and Nurofen at the financial advice level? Good question. And where's the Schedule 6 narcotic yeah. that you really want your doctor prescribing, right? Yes. And so that's where we need to help help frame that. So even if the quality of advice review isn't going to frame it, yes. we need to make sure that we're the ones then framing it and saying, well, no, we don't think that product provider should be able to go that detail. That's quite complex. Mm. I've got an existential question, actually, and it leans on everything you're talking about at the moment in terms of consumers. You, you, you've got consumer groups, right, such as Choice, and they, they'll come out with, and they came out just this week or it was last week, it was recently, with some ideas around commissions. And, 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 and to me, it's not really so much whatever it is that they're coming up with, right? They're going to come up with things all the time. With, with, with the merging of the associations, with a, with a across-the-board improvement in the quality of advice and the quality of advisors and the new influx of you know, uh, the education standards and all these things, here's a tough question. Do you see the association playing a role as, as, an, as a unified advocacy group Again, so in, in terms of choice, whatever it is that they come out with, and then saying, actually, no. Because the issue has been, and you're very well aware of this, as, as everyone is, because of the function of financial planning, because there were things that there have been issues in the past, and yada, 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 there's always been a, well, we know we need to do this, but unfortunately, just due to everything else, we're unable to, you know, put forward a unified, confident stance. Um, do you see that happening again with everything that's happened recently? Well, we've, you know, in terms of our advocacy, we've worked with, you know, there's a joint action working group, there's 12 groups that have already come together. And with the AFA, we're already having a lot of joint submissions on a number of topics already. The thing is, if this merger goes ahead, there'll be one large dominant voice for financial advice, right? Mm, good. This is the lion's share, the majority of financial planners good. in this country. You're always going to have maybe the odd... And, and, and we're a broad church, right? If you, we, we asked our uh, members a, a question last, this time last year around what are you thinking about? Um, I think it was a relaxing of some of the education requirements. I can't quite remember what it was. But we, had a, we had a wide range of views. 70% were one direction, 30 the other. So we're never going to get perfect. Totally. But you're there to represent that broad membership. Absolutely. And when it comes to what choice has got to say or other groups, where we agree with them, great. We'll, we'll, but where we disagree, we'll get, it's our job to prosecute our argument. Yes, that's, that was kind of the question because I, I haven't seen well, – and, and I guess advisors in general haven't felt like that has happened a lot. Now, of course, and I, I will give the caveat because maybe it wasn't always the role of the association to defend some of those things. But I, I, I think now – that I think we've got a stronger leg to stand on and, and, it, and it's good to hear your response just then. Well, we are educated, yep. ethical, yep. experienced yes. and examined. Yes. Right? The four E's. Yeah. We, we have basically from 2026, the hallmarks of a profession, that anyone listening who's done the ethics unit, uh, what was his name? Ernest Good, Good something. 
1960, had the hallmarks of a professional. I still remember from my ethics mm. unit that I had to pass. Uh, Greenwood, Ernest Greenwood. Uh, you know, they were the hallmarks of a profession. We'll, we'll be there. Like, we can call yep. ourselves a profession going forward. And, and with that up, you know, lifting of professional standards across the board for everyone, yes. we now get the benefits of that, which is the trust that we can sit in front of a client not go through 37 steps or 400 the steps or whatever it is. The yeah. minutiae of saying, okay, you're not trusted to do it on your own. We actually have that trust. Now, mm. we've got we to guard that preciously ourselves as well, yeah. right, that we, don't, that we don't breach it. But we can now have, you know, a, convers- a client comes in with a simple request. We can give them a simple answer mm. rather than, a, I'll come back to you in three weeks because I've got to write a 16-page document, get a compliance check with my licensee, and then I'll come back to you. Mm. Oh, by the way, yeah, pay that money off your mortgage. Yes. And as a follow-on to, to Clayton's question, and, and tell me if I'm well off, but you're much deeper into these conversations and sentiment than we are. But because there's been such a journey to get to that profession, there seems to be a, a trend or, or a bit of a sentiment that you don't, you don't want to go back to the Wild West, but almost that the simplicity and flexibility that Michelle is trying to, I guess, offer it's almost because this has been so hard, I don't want to lean into that because I've gone through so much. And it's interesting to look at a future and try and bring things that have weighed you down as a, as a professional and because you've been fighting certain bad outcomes to take that into the future of, of, you know, of what that could be. I've mentioned this before. In a way, we're a little bit institutionalized mm. as advisors because we carry the scars of FSRA. We carry the scars of FOFA. Royal, like we carry that with us. And I mentioned before, that's what's so great about this emer- the emerging cohort. They don't have any of those scars. Mm. They're going to go, what, what are you Why what are you, are you doing what, that? Yeah. What do you mean? What's you a know? FOFA? Yeah. What's a, yeah. <laughs> so, mm. I, I look at that and go, they're going to be the inspirations to take us forward. Mm. You know, um, that, look, licensees are going to be probably the hardest to shift because they're dealing with two, maybe 200, 300 different advisors. They're trying to set a setting for everyone. Yes. And I, I get the sense that maybe self-licensed businesses will then start taking the lead because it's, they, they can be more agile and move when it comes to, okay, let's say SOAs go as part of mm. it, uh, Michelle Levy. There's got to be nervousness about that, right? Yeah. Some people go, no, 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 no. What do you mean? No, I'm giving it's them an like SOA. And, and even if it's even if it's good, within five days, if it's a critical, I'm definitely like, people are going to still be there. Do you know how long this process has taken yeah, me to build yeah, and yeah. refine and perfect and now they get it and I don't yeah. want to let it go because it's taken me so yeah. long. Yeah. Like you've just articulated, like that's what I was trying to explain. It's taken yeah. me so long to get here. Yeah. But could the future just be easier? Yep. Yeah, and so what you'll see is, and, I, and I've, I've said this, Michelle, said it's not going to change day one because – Advisors are so scared. Conservative. They're so worried about yes. breaching a rule, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And they all live, live in fear of that. Yes. And they're not. And there's more worried about that than actually. Well, what's the end result of the of the advice that we give? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sort of yeah. stretching, no, 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 stretching the, the truth a little yes. bit there. But I think as soon as we get some of these changes, we'll get some early adopters, mm. right? Absolutely. And as soon as the early adopters go through, it all of a sudden goes. You know, it's a bit like when the the buffalo crosses the river. You know, you know what I mean. I mean, admittedly, one or two of them end up getting done by the crocodile. But um, you, then you'll just see it. Abs- <laughs> you'll very well fed crocodile. Yeah. Just don't be that one. Yeah, don't be that one. But you'll see a couple go through, and then a couple more, and then all of a sudden the herd will follow, mm. and it won't take that long. And then we'll have a congress like this, and we'll have another birthday, and we'll look back and go, "Do you remember when we had to do those hundred and twelve page documents?" Yeah. And we'll look back and, and we'll laugh about how ridiculous it was. <laughs> yeah. well, t- talking about the early adopters, Corey was um, giving all the work that the FPA has done a huge shout out because he's now moved to video SOAs, and he's like, "That's gone from eight hours to two hours." Wow. So there's people already pushing through and just so excited around what this future could be. 
I, I, I actually got a question. It could be. I got a question this morning on video SOAs. Why is the FBA prosecuting video SOAs if SOAs are going, right? I said, because you just get rid of the S and the O. It becomes video advice. <laughs> Right. It's not a statement of advice, it's a video advice. And so how good would it be if a client's emailed you, you realize you can't get back to them, you pull out your iPhone, you record it and say, hey, um, yep, I know you've got that tax return. Your strategy was we wanted you to make a non-concessional to super. This is what we're going to do. It's four grand. Get it in and we'll send you the forms tomorrow. Bam, record, email it, file note, job done. And the advice is still pristine? Yep, because you know still the client, right? It's been recorded. It's been understood. That is so good. That, the world, A world like that would be... Phenomenal. Now, if a client comes in and they go, look, I want to buy my commercial property. How can I do it? Oh, do you know what? You can set up a self-managed super fund. We might have to gear. Mm. Let me tell you, I'm not doing that in a three-minute phone call with a recording. Yeah. I'm actually going to spend a lot more time going Absolutely. through it because it's complex. Yes. And so, therefore, it's the same as when you go to the doctor and they go, yeah, you've kicked yeah, your toe. A- Put a Band-Aid on it. See you later. Yeah. They can do with it. You go in and, you know what? You've had a bad result. We're going to have to spend a lot of time investigating going yes. through it. Fantastic Let analogy. Us, but we are the professions, professionals. Correct. Let us use our professional judgment yes. as to when it's simple, yes. we can give you a simple result. Yes. And when it's complex, yes. I'm telling you now, I won't do an SOA, but I'll do something that it's documented yes. that they can walk away with. Absolutely. And I'm going to use my judgment as to when I use which. David, our 10-minute conversation has gone into a fabulous 22-minute conversation. I tend to waffle, shared, so I No, you shared so many valuable insights and perspectives. So thank you for joining Clayton and I. We've really enjoyed this discussion. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. And thank what you. a fabulous Congress. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.